This is Ben Flanagan with Aspect Radio. I'm here to share with you my favorite music from the 2014 film year. While I still have a handful of movies from last year that I still want and need to see, all or most of the music has been accessible. So I'm not ready to make a top 10 list of my favorite movies, but I do feel good about this list of my favorite movie music. I feel like 2014 was an exceptional year for it too, including this Alpine Mountain yodel heard at the beginning of the Grand Budapest Hotel. The year also had career best original work from some of my favorite composers like Hans Zimmer, Alexandre Desplat, and the duo of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, plus an array of pop songs used beautifully in memorable scenes I won't soon forget. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's get right to it. Why not start things off with the movie of the year in the eyes of many, or in this case, the ears? The Los Angeles-based indie rock band Family of the Year already had an international hit in Joe Keefe's catchy folk song, Hero, before it popped up in the first trailer for Richard Linklater's Boyhood, a meditation of one young man and his family's life in Texas. A gorgeous song on its own, we now can't help consider it a companion that helps identify Linklater's adventure in a young man's journey through time. With me, Lord. Next is the song Walk With Me from Martha Bass, heard during a crucial scene in Ava DuVernay's film Selma. The Bass recording was a tribute to legendary gospel singer Mahalia Jackson's 1949 song, played during the Bloody Sunday sequence in Selma. This depicts the incident in which 600 protesters set out to march from Selma to Montgomery and when law enforcement officers beat and shot tear gas at the nonviolent protesters on the Edmund Pettus Bridge on March 7, 1965. The song feels like a figurative throwing of the hands up in the air, reconciling with the violence of the moment and knowing that all you can really do in the moment was pray for the people on the bridge and the movement that they stood for. Craig Johnson's melancholic sibling story, The Skeleton Twins, blends tragedy and comedy, pairing a depressed brother and sister who air out their personal failures on each other, but find time to make each other laugh during their darker moments. Notably displayed in one scene where Bill Hader leads sister Kristen Wiig in a lip-syncing duet of Jefferson Starship's 1987 hit, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Pure Paranoia from Nine Inch Nails in Citizen Four, Laura Poitras' documentary about Edward Snowden and the NSA spying scandal. From the 36-track instrumental album Ghosts 1 through 4, this track is used best during the eerie secret chat sessions between Poitras and Snowden that will move you to look over your shoulder thanks primarily to this music written by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. The 
young adult literature sensation The Fault in Our Stars had sappy romance written all over it on paper, but director Josh Boone's adaptation actually has a lot of heart, thanks in part to a smartly designed mixtape of emotional tracks like this one from M83 called Wait. Would you believe that James Horner replacement Hans Zimmer goes for a big, booming brass theme in Sony's sequel to The Amazing Spider-Man? Call it cheesy, but I'm a sucker for this idealistic punch in the face that paints Spider-Man's heroism with the broadest brush imaginable. Darren Aronofsky's controversial interpretation of the Genesis flood narrative in Noah is told on a large scale, so frequent collaborator and composer Clint Mansell had to match it and then some with this mixture of dread and hope. Best during Noah's dream sequences were here in the track, The Spirit of the Creator Moved Upon the Face of the Waters, heard while Noah tells the story of creation to his family in the film's best scene. Everything wasn't awesome when Chris Miller and Phil Lord's hilarious Lego movie didn't score Best Animated Feature Oscar nomination, but the film's theme song earned the recognition it deserved for one of the year's catchiest tunes by a mile, here performed by Tegan and Sarah featuring Lonely Island. Dan Gilroy's dark comedy Nightcrawler about a morally bankrupt man in search of the American dream features career best work from longtime composer James Newton Howard, whose electric guitar and synth-based score puts us squarely in the mind of a frighteningly wide-eyed Lou Bloom who's never more awake than during the middle of the night filming crime scenes in Los Angeles. Birdman, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu enlisted the help of Mexican jazz drummer Antonio Sanchez, whose offbeat improvisational work perfectly accompanies the disjointed nature of the film and its lead character, Regan Thompson. There's a total method to his madness, which offers an unexpected balance to the smooth and highly ambitious visual design of the film. Allen fan is never more at home than during the opening credits of the longtime writer-director's films year after year, giving you never know what to expect other than a brand new movie from one of your favorite storytellers. The same is true for Magic in the Moonlight, which employs the light and brilliant touch of Leo Reisman and his orchestra on Cole Porter's You Do Something To Me, also heard throughout the rest of the film, which is outstanding to boot. Micah Levi's electronic compositions put you in the perfect trance for Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin, which follows an alien seductress who preys on poor young men in Scotland. This track is called Love. 
Still one of our best modern composers, Michael Giacchino lends his typical blend of all-out movie music explosion, spanning the spectrum of emotions felt in Matt Reeves' superior sequel, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He lowers the boom during the final moments as the victorious Caesar rises from the dead in front of his kingdom of apes who place the burden of their future on his shoulders. It might fall into that big Inception horn trap, but the music's just too powerful to ignore. Okay, I'll be the guy who goes to bat for Seth MacFarlane's dead-on arrival but misunderstood western, A Million Ways to Die in the West. If not for the jokes, then for the opening credit sequence filmed in Monument Valley and scored with Joel McNeely's throwback theme yearning for the glory days of a genre that so few successfully revive, which unfortunately is also true for this underrated comedy. Three composers deserve special recognition for the jobs they did on three specific films, although their work appeared in multiple movies in 2014 which are on this list. I'll start with the unspeakably talented duo of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, collaborating with David Fincher for the third time on his adaptation of Gillian Flynn's novel Gone Girl. These two always manage to find the beauty and menacing tones that create a sense of dread that makes you uncomfortable in a way that you happen to enjoy. I love this track called Still Gone, the lingering theme you hear throughout one of the film's excellent theatrical trailers and then in the movie itself. Several flashback sequences in Fincher's film give Reznor and Ross room to play, putting you in the dreamlike state Rosamund Pike's Amy character found in her fonder memories of her broken marriage. In this track, Sugarstorm, and others, I'm reminded of the work composer Angelo Badalamenti did with director David Lynch. It should not surprise you that the film music that struck the biggest emotional chord with me in 2014 came from Hans Zimmer in Christopher Nolan's space odyssey Interstellar, a beautifully realized and massively scaled adventure whose real heart lies in the deeply personal moments shared between a father and his daughter, never more gut-wrenching than when Matthew McConaughey's Cooper leaves Earth to find hope for humanity. In this track called Stay, Zimmer outdoes himself blending strings, synthesizer, and his latest toy, a church organ, all of which pack the biggest emotional wallop of a film full of them. I also want to note that while similar in theme to Stay, Zimmer's track Detach inspires a similar visceral response to the moments on screen and has a climax for the ages.
Composer Alexandre Desplat is now as large a part of Wes Anderson's universe as the director's previous composer, Mark Mothersbaugh. Desplat and Anderson deliver their best collaboration yet in the Grand Budapest Hotel, simultaneously Anderson's most wistful and heaviest film to date. In this track, Mr. Mustafa, Desplat sets the table beautifully, helping to frame this impeccably designed series of events, but also lending an unexpected emotional depth to its many characters in that enchanted old ruin. Tarantino must have done a spit take when he heard this selection his buddy Paul Thomas Anderson made from the collection of his late mother-in-law, Minnie Ripperton. The song is called Le Fleurs, a gorgeous 1972 number that fades up during one of the main character in hippie private eye Doc Sportello's possible hallucinations and visits with one of the many characters helping to weave Anderson's trippy take on the Thomas Pynchon novel, Inherent Vice. It's hard to pick one true favorite piece of music from the 2014 film year. As you've just heard, there's a ton of good stuff out there. I guess my favorite scores come from Interstellar, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Gone Girl. So I'd give my favorite soundtrack or song compilation to Inherent Vice. Like several tracks mentioned here, it has plenty of its own weighty compositions and selections featuring original music from Johnny Greenwood, but sometimes you've just got to cut loose and have fun with it, as Anderson obviously did making this movie, and working in this surfer tune from the Marquettes called Here Comes the Hodags. So we'll leave you with this boardwalk buster with a whacked out saxophone and call it a year, and one of the better movie music years in recent memory. On to 2015.